And this is where we've got to hire people who have been there, done that, understand yes. it, can, can light a path. And, you know, I saw a meme the other day, which I thought was kind of funny. It's like, are you spending more on coffee than you are on coaching and guidance for your business? And, and if you are, it's probably a problem. Today's episode of the Talking with Experts podcast, hosted by Chris Cowden, is sponsored by us over at AppSumo. We're the number one digital marketplace for entrepreneurs. Stay tuned throughout this episode to learn more about AppSumo and how you can earn up to $10,000 just for listing your digital product. Hello and welcome back to another exciting week filled with actionable tips and strategies to grow, market and scale your business. Thank you so much for following along this far and tuning in today. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know that our goal here at Talking With Experts podcast is provide you with actionable and practical tips to help you at all levels of your business. We want to help you by creating content in the form of interviews, masterclasses, books, events, podcasts, and YouTube videos to help you stay inspired, feel connected, and take your business and knowledge to the next level. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share this with someone who would appreciate our help. Now let's talk about this week's interview. If you're at the stage of your business where you are curious about starting joint venture partnerships, or you want to invest in systems that will help you scale your business and multiply your time, then you're going to love Jay Fizet from JBology. Jay is an authority in joint venture partnerships and has scaled multiple businesses to seven figure plus. He's also a ClickFunnels 2 comma club winner and all round great guy who wants to help you find the who's for your JV project. He can show you how to find more profit in your business, how to grow your business, attract more clients and so much more. Instead of teaching the what and the how's to do joint ventures, JVology shares how to find the who's, the actual partners that will help you run a business. Well, in terms of giving you sort of the chapter titles, I'll, I'll, I'll start there. And if you want to know anything more about that, you, you can jump on in. Uh, you know, basically, I am a Saskatchewan farm kid, uh, you know, who technically lived in town, but so rural that it's a farm by you know, most of the world's standards. And um, I have been an entrepreneur pretty much since birth, bought my first, you know, uh, bicycles and motorcycles and cars from uh, figuring out a way to, to come up with an entrepreneurial hustle with my best friend Fritz and I. I am happily married to my high school sweetheart. She and I just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary, and we courted for 10 years prior to that, so we've been together for 36 years. I have two uh, amazing and crazy boys, uh, 15, who thinks he's 32, and, uh, and an 11-year-old who is beginning to get into that uh, teen attitude stage, so that keeps <laughs> me hopping. Um, I love restoring old classic cars. I have a couple... Uh, I have a couple underway. I just finished one this summer. COVID's been great for that, by the way. Um, and then I have a couple of uh, an old Porsche 914, which is actually the very first Porsche I ever uh, bought and restored in my entire life. I actually bought that one back uh, 35 years later and restoring it. And uh, I run a company called JBology, the perfect mix of people, fun, and profit, where we are a community of entrepreneurs that we help with, through coaching, consulting, live events, um, digital programs, we help them to reorganize their businesses so that they have a steady stream of perfectly qualified leads at the front end of their business for mm -hmm. free and a recurring passive income at the back end of their business that stabilizes cash flow all through win-win collaborations and solving the client, their clients' problems better. And uh, I just truly love that work. We have an amazing community of people and uh, we're in the midst of building a relationship building and relationship nurturing 
uh, platform driven by artificial intelligence to simplify that process that I think will actually put a dent in the entrepreneurial world and change how people go about joint ventures. And other than that, I'm attempting to enjoy the brief summer that happens in Canada, which we get three days of summer. We just never know which three days. <laughs> and uh, and that, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and how long did you say you've been in business for then since the age of 16? Well, probably younger, but but in terms of the actual business uh, that I, you know, which was a personal development company that I went to work for in 1988 and I bought in May of 1991, um, basically, let's call it 35 years plus or minus uh, as, as the same business. So I still own and operate that organization. I license that content. Um, I still do personal development trainings in that domain. Um, but prior to that, no, I was, uh, we, we, me and my best friend Fritz were hustling since the time we were about 10, buying bikes and motorcycles and cars and all those sorts of things. <laughs> so from, from the moment on, you, were, you started the joint venture partnership straight away. So how did you know that was going to be your future? Or did I didn't you? have, honest to God, Chris, I had no idea. I, I absolutely had no idea. And, and how we landed on joint ventures, because truly, if you'd told me this, you know, six years ago, I'd have said you fell and hit your head. Um, because... <clears throat> It, it was never in my uh, radar. Well, n number one, that people didn't know. And number two, that yeah, people found it so difficult. But really what transpired for us is through the, I ran this personal development company, which was heart to heart, face to face, and my camera just <laughs> fell. <laughs> I'll slide over here and see how that goes. I, actually, I think I'm going to have to fix that. Can, can you edit that? I, I, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I can do give that. Give me a second, yeah. okay? No worries. So no, what transpired for us is that, so I ran this personal development company for years. Uh, one of the things that we created was mastermind groups for people to have time to grow into the change that they would taste in the classroom. Yeah. Because most people would come in, uh, have this transformational experience, go back to the life that they created with the beliefs that they had prior, um, and the gravity of that life would pull them back. So we created mastermind groups that uh, I trained all of my coaches, all of my trainers, all of my facilitators to run. And we did that for like 25 years before masterminds were ever a thing. And uh, so literally, we launched hundreds of masterminds. So anyway, we're, I make this decision to go from the personal development company to selling things online, thinking that's mm -hmm. going to be a little easier and less travel. And at uh, one stage again, we were doing like 250 events a year in three different cities. Uh, so we were, we were hustling. And I thought, well, hell, if I could stay at home and send some emails, that would be preferable. But uh, I was trying to sell personal development online, which did not go particularly well uh, about 12 years ago. And... Um, so what transpired was our big first win online was something called Mastermind to Millions, where we help coaches, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, position launch and lead their mastermind groups using the training that I did internally for mm -hmm. 25 years. And um, so we went from, from a brand that didn't exist with so zero to $2.6 million US in 14 months. And that was a bit of a sort of meteoric rise from a, you know, from somebody that nobody knew who the hell I was. <laughs> and, and that led to, it's like, hey, how'd you do that? And the answer was, joint ventures. How'd you do that? Joint ventures. It's like, well, could you teach me? It's like, no, we don't do that. And then after being asked 7,892 times, it's like, well, maybe if, if I like you, I'll tell you. And then <laughs> if I like you, I'll tell you, it turned into, well, we'll do this one event. And that one event, uh, and this, you know, by the way, there's a, there's a message here, gang, which is, pay attention to the marketplace. So we started this high-end invite-only summit. We have people applying to participate who are nowhere near ready. And mm -hmm. then, you know, ultimately we designed uh, what we would call an introductory program that helps people reorganize their business, put the, the big blocks in place so that they can play with joint ventures. 
And our first JVology Live would have been January of 2017. And, uh, you know, we do four or five of them a year now and uh, created a decent little seven-figure business, you know, damn near by accident, just listening to the marketplace. So, um, no, I, I did not have any big designs on this is what we were going to do. It was uh, just what we did, listening to the marketplace mm-hmm. and putting a couple of pieces in place. And you built it by um, or using the experience that you'd gained working in personal development space. Correct. 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 So, so what? So why? Why would you start a joint venture partnership? Or what? What are the huge benefits of that? Um, well, there's a whole whack of them, but I'll I'll go through the top of the list. First and foremost is this: is that instead of paying for advertising and you know throwing your money to Facebook and hoping and praying that that money is going to turn into a client, in a joint venture partnership, is that you don't pay until you actually create a customer. So if you and I were doing a a deal and we did something together, you might send a client of yours to us to check out joint ventures because they need traffic and those sorts of things. If they say, yes, I'm going to purchase JVology, I'm going to attend JVology Live, I'm going to buy the joint venture success system, only after they've purchased do I pay you. So the beautiful part is you get traffic at zero cost until Mm -hmm. they buy. Now, generally speaking, we pay a premium when they buy, but let's be clear about this. We're not paying for leads. We're paying for a customer. Yeah. So first and foremost is that we can grow and scale incredibly quickly at very little cost. And I want to be clear about this. When I say very little cost, I'm talking hard dollars. It still costs time and money to build relationships. It still costs time and money to track sales. It still costs time and money to build affiliate pages. It still costs time and money to do all those sorts of things. But it yeah. is still 1,000% more efficient than any other method under the sun. So that's number one. Then number two is simply this, is that at our, at our organization, JBology, we have a bunch of core beliefs, one of which is we're better together. And here's the reality is that all customers, every single one of our customers has a ton of problems and they're going to go find solutions to those problems. And if we could begin to just say, look, I'm, I don't want to be just a service provider. I want to be a trusted advisor. If we can help guide our customers to solve the problems that we know they have, quite frankly, many of us cause the problems when we start, uh, you know, rolling out a solution. You know, like for us, if somebody says, "Hey, I'd really like to become a, you know, uh, mover or shaker in joint ventures," well, then you need a CRM that has an affiliate tracking component. You need somebody who's going to run that CRM. You need somebody who's going to build relationships and manage the details. You need like there's a whole bunch of problems that we cause. So, you know, for us, what we, we call that the downstream. When I roll out my solution, I cause a bunch of problems. And I, sh- I think as an entrepreneur, I'm obligated, if I'm a decent human being, I'm obligated to help that person solve those problems in the fastest, most efficient, most cost-effective manner. Yeah. And it also adds a whole bunch of profit to our bottom line. So those are the two big driving reasons that um, I think everybody in the universe should be using joint ventures, at least to some degree, to grow and scale their business. And there's, a, there's 192 other ones, but those two drivers, um, you know, I, I, on, on a little sidebar, I, had a, um, I did an interview slash podcast with a, a gentleman who does a website roast. So he assesses websites and all sorts of things. And, and, and he's like, you don't spend much time describing the problem. And, and my response was, it's like, if the entrepreneurs aren't smart enough to know they have this problem, I don't want them in my community. <laughs> 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 and I, but the truth is, I know he's right. It's that sometimes 
people can't connect the dots because it's just too close. Yeah. So anyway, so, so we do need to slow down a little bit and, and talk to people about. So you're probably struggling with lead acquisition. Or if you have lead acquisition, it's probably costing a shitload of money. Or if you have lead acquisition, they might not be the right people in terms of, of who you want to talk to. So we, we, we do need to slow down a little bit to, to just like paint by number one, yes. <laughs> to, to because, make that easier. Because it gets overwhelming. It, yeah, it gets fairly overwhelming. But uh, do you think joint, joint ventures should just be between two people or should it be a group of people how do they how are they formed well it really depends upon what the project is so many times uh you can just do it with two people so for example webinar launches is a good example of just you and another person there's uh you know the the problem solution model that we teach that really lines up well and it's like hey you caused the you caused the problem i solved we should probably do a deal together or i caused the problem you solved we should probably do a deal together and away you go which is great but if you want larger um if you want larger reach let's say mm -hmm. let's imagine that you're uh, writing a book or you're trying to get on the new york times bestseller list or uh, one of our community members karen she just uh, her book the Dow of influence just got on the wall street journal bestseller mm -hmm. list that that's something that takes a broader reach and uh, and a timing right there, there there's a very sensitive timing in terms of when those books are purchased when those reports are done from the bookstores all those sorts of things and that generally takes a much larger approach and karen uh, got on the wall street journal bestseller list utilizing our community utilizing yeah. a great strategy and putting probably 200 people plus or minus um to work at the same time strategically to create that result so it depends on what you're after you know and and, and where you're really working so if you're like a co-author they like they instead of writing a book yourself you join a joint partnership to get uh, further reach and sell more books so well, you, the beneficial could, that way you could certainly do that for compilation books there's no question about that um the, the example i was giving you is that she was the sole author of the book and she simply utilized her relationships and her relationship equity to ask people to promote the book to their list if the dow of influence and that conversation of increasing one's influence was meaningful to them so um it can go both ways for sure okay so um i've i think this morning i i i had a message from somebody who said i've got a proposition for you uh to to um become a partner uh yeah. what do you what's what do you think are the most important questions to ask that person uh to oh that's a great one yeah um so my my first question is this you don't know the person yet Right. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. We've 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 uh, we've met a few times. Uh, I met him when I was traveling in India, and we we did a podcast only a few days ago. He's got a successful uh, marketing agency. Awesome. 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 Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to start right at the very beginning. Of okay. This, which is this? So, as a generalization, this is why I was asking. Do you know the fellow? Um, Cold outreach is a waste of your time and, frankly, often a bit of an insult. So thank goodness there's a relationship in place. So the very first thing that I go to is this, is are your values aligned? Do you actually like the guy? And does he come from a space of abundance? Meaning that um, because JVs can go wrong. Mm -hmm. like there's mistakes and all those sorts of things. And you always want to do something with somebody who has a grounding of abundance that if it comes down to splitting a dollar, and it's like, oh, I'm not sure which way this should go. It's like, well, I'll, I'll give it to you. 
that's you you want to make sure that they have a grounding of abundance a dear friend of mine glenn ledwell um he, he what one of the things that he pays attention to is if you happen to be at the bar and uh, there's a table of people uh drinking together or having fun together eating supper together and those sorts of things is does the person pick up the tab when it's their turn or are they those let me just see my portion is $19.22 I'll, I'll leave a 20. if they do that he under no circumstances ever will um yeah jv with them so number one do they have a, an abundance ground so that's first and foremost the next is what about their values and what i talk when i mean values i mean their values in the sales process their values in the delivery process their values in uh, entrepreneurship do the values match because if the values don't match that can get a little bit uh, crazy and and I'll, I'll give you a good example of, of where one of one of those times it went a little awry so I had a gentleman who wanted to support a JVology Live. This is our live event, three and a half days. We were coming to Vancouver. Uh, he's a bit of a known name. And it's like, hey, let's do something together. It's like, as we got to talk about, that'd be great. Um, but as, as I discover more and more about his grounding, his grounding is about closing. You close people. And it's like, that is not my value at all. So like we don't close people. Is that we make a strong case. You make an intelligent decision. You should do it because it makes sense and it's aligned with you. And if I have to do a stupid closing trick on you, again, I'm going to judge that. It feels bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that you're not that sharp and that I'm off purpose if I have to do a closing trick. Like that's just, that's bullshit to me. So it, we, we didn't discover that until it was a little bit too late. So he, he sent some folks our way. We sent some folks his way. And the truth of the matter is in my community, didn't like him. His community didn't like me. We were not a values match. Yeah. Make sense? Yes. So you want to go. You want to go to values next, and then the next piece is is what we call we call it being in stream. This problem solution uh, process. Are we truly in stream? Because sometimes it's like, hey, well, you know, here, here's a, a a specific example. I have a joint venture partner who I love dearly. Uh, they have a gut health supplement. Now, entrepreneurs, high stress, all those sorts of things. They often have gastrointestinal problems. So, so the truth is, it. It can work, but it's not perfectly in stream. It's a bit of a stretch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, are you an entrepreneur? So that, that process works. And I've certainly sent her a ton of clients and she sent me a little bit of money and we supported each other. But it's not exactly the same thing as, for example, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Iman, had this, uh, the ultimate webinar formula. So he would help people design, market, uh, design, create, record, set up this entire marvelous webinar thing. And at the end of the webinar, the, there was always this problem. It's like, damn, I got this great webinar. Now I need people to see it. <laughs> right? So, so he would say, well, why don't you join JVology? Why don't you go and build joint venture relationships to drive traffic to this fabulous thing we just built? He and I were perfectly in stream. Yeah. People had the problem. It's like, I need JV traffic because I have a webinar done. And he'd say, you should meet Jay. They'd show up. And as long as I didn't piss them off, they would buy because they knew they had the problem and they wanted the solution. And it was like perfectly in stream. So, yep. so okay. the, really the third part is how in stream and lined up are you and that person in terms of the offers? So the, the better it's lined up, the better it works and the way it goes. And then the, the really the third part is, is how flexible and easy are they to work with? Because some people... Um, are a pain in the ass to work with is the polite version. Um, and, and you know, the truth is if it takes me longer to set the deal up than it does to execute the deal, I'm really not interested. Yeah. And then if, if they can't commit to meetings or, um, you, you, you don't, yeah. So it's values 
but if you're not aligned, then you're not going to have the the same passion in the project. Is yeah. passion important in a in a joint venture partnership? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I I expect my partners to be passionate about what they do, and if they're not, I'm probably not going to play. That would be that would be one of those. Like this shouldn't be a job to them. This should be something that they love, that they are great at, that they can't wait to deliver. Um, you know, and, and sort of that final test for me is, would I refer my mom to this person? And if I wouldn't refer my mom to that person, I don't really want them fooling around in my community. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a smart, that's a smart decision. So, so, um, Tell me more about the the relationship building platform that you're building at the moment, and how that's going to um, mix in with JVology. Um, well, here's here's the thing: is that all of this platform is is an automated format to do what we actually do in our community today, which is figure out who is perfectly in stream. Once we identify who's perfectly in stream, then we have another belief in our community, which we which we say a joint venture is a game of I'll go first. And that's one of the ways in which we can scale and grow quickly is that lots of people are trying to build JVs without a relationship. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not relevant to me. I don't know who you are. I don't care what you do. Like none of that stuff matters. So you've got to put, invest the time to build a relationship so that we can be seen and heard and listened to and respected and valued and all those pieces. So basically we have this process called upstream. So upstream partners are the people that cause, diagnose, or reveal the problems I solve. So the webinar piece is a great example of that. Um, Infusionsoft has a great affiliate tracking component that many people don't use. I've spoken there because they wanted to get their partners utilizing the affiliate campaign more. So they've got the problem, I have the solution. So we're, we're really looking for these perfectly in-stream partners. Mm-hmm. Upstream partners cause, reveal, or diagnose the problem I solve. They send me leads and clients, I send them money. Then my downstream partners, those are the folks that solve the problems I create. I send them clients, they send me money. So the platform really does three things. Number one, it identifies the upstream and downstream partners um, in a powerful, clear manner. That's the first thing it does. The second thing it does is that if I'm trying to become relevant to somebody, I want to know what's going on in their world. So the artificial intelligence will go out and find information based upon those partners, the upcoming events they have, the launches that they have, the book releases that they have, all those sorts of things, organize it, deliver it, and present it to me in priority to my stage of business. Okay. So if so, if I say I want to be a speaker on the stage, then they would send me a bunch of information about stages. If I said I wanted to do something else, it would send me a bunch of other information. And now, let's talk about how you can make some serious dough with AppSumo. At AppSumo, we have over 1 million entrepreneur-minded customers looking to grow their businesses with digital products. I'm talking software, eBooks, PDFs, template libraries, online courses, WordPress plugins, extensions, or checklists. And here's the cool part. If you already have a digital product, awesome. You can list it today and start earning some awesome bonuses. But if you don't have a digital product, you can easily take your expertise in a given area and create something awesome in less than a weekend. Once you do, you can list it on AppSumo, and if you do it before November 17th, 2021, we'll give you $250 bonus just for listing. This is a no-brainer step towards reaching your entrepreneurial goals. Visit AppSumo.com BFF to learn more and start your listing. And then it allows me to track reaching out and becoming relevant for those folks that we can manage the relationship over a longer span of time. 
And uh, to do that with AI will save literally hundreds, thousands of hours of what I sometimes call frog kissing, where we don't know who's who and what's what and all the rest of it. And we will be able to give and receive uh, real-time feedback about the quality of partners and be able to see that. Um, and there's an entire um, learning management system that will help people because they have to tell us exactly what's going on in their business for us to get yeah. a proper match. So, so now there's a whole LMS system as well that says, hey, if you're trying to get to, um, let's say, half a million dollars, you're struggling around at 150 and trying to get to half a million dollars, these are the things you need to do. You need to grow your list fast, 25,000 people. You need to make sure that you've got an affiliate uh, uh, partner page. You need to do all those sort of things. So there's this whole body of training behind them that will help them get that done and build um, significance in the community. So that's what we're up to. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm incredibly excited to get it done because I think what will transpire is that the, the daunting where the hell do I start in JVs is just going to be it's like, hey, Who's my upstream? Who's my downstream? Who's perfectly in stream? Great. What do I need to do to build relationships with these folks? And um, I'm incredibly excited by it. <laughs> and and you you simp I guess you're simplifying your uh, processes and systems by building this AI platform. So you're well, doing correct. it for your benefit, but you're doing it to help so many more people. Exactly. So instead of 17 spreadsheets and trying to keep track of all of those contacts and all the rest of it, it's all in one fell swoop. And when you when there's a little bit of notification about somebody you're trying to do a, a deal with, just like on your phone, you'll get a little notification that says, "Hey, Jeff Walker just uh, set his uh, Jeff Walker just set his um, launch club date. You should probably do something about that. Buy a ticket, get there, do some way, shape, or form." So it, it's uh, I'm I'm ah excited about it. So we're just in the middle of raising some capital to actually build that process up. We've been approved for the Scientific Research and Development Grant of Canada, which is kind of like a rubber stamp that says this doesn't exist anywhere in the world and will help uh, fund the development of it as you put money into it. And I would love, 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 love to see a beta version of that up and in the, up and in the wild early 2022. And you, you've got so much going on now. Uh, yeah, you've got so much going on. How do you find time to do anything well, I guess this is your this is your passion project, or is this something you um, want to get pe more people involved in? Or I guess, yeah, no, no, no. We we want to get more people involved in it, and and the timing thing is an interesting piece because our uh, you know really we've been a coaching, training, intellectual property business for really the better part of thirty three years, and and to change the thinking and the direction and the the use of time to becoming a software company is. Uh, is a bit of entertainment for me, for sure. But, uh, you know, hire support, great team, um, and just keep our eye on the ball about getting these things done is what we have to do. And uh, that is what we're focusing on these days. And uh, what kind of lessons have you learned while you're building this platform that if somebody else is building a, um, a, a, an, a S service, software as a service? Software as a service? Yeah. What, what kind of lessons? Or could you could you tell them? Uh, well, you know you know I, what I mean. Yeah, I do. I and, and I think here's here's the the biggest difference that we have we have done is that lots of people race to write code without necessarily proving that the system or the solution um, is actually meaningful and significant. So lots of people have have software, then they got to go find users. We actually did it the exactly opposite way, is that we went and got users who use our system in a manual format, who use our community in a manual format, and then we build the software that 
slides into the community. So, you know, sometimes I'm sitting with SaaS founders and it's like, we're just at the beginning getting the code and all the rest. And it's like, we've got to get our, you know, our first couple hundred users. And it's like, well, you know, we, we're, we're early in our, in our coding process, but we already have 500 users. Mm-hmm. Um, and they often salivate over that. It's like, how do you have 500 users? It's like, well, we, we are building the community and the user base through the manual process and then drop in the software. So that's one of the things that we think is a wise idea. But I want to be very straight with you. It's also a bit of a juggling trick trying to keep both of those wheels, uh, both of those buses moving at the same time so that ultimately they come together. But they will, and we're excited about it. Well, uh, and um, I know you've, you've, you've built many businesses in your time. And this podcast is all about helping other people grow and scale their podcast or business. Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of advice could you give to somebody who's in the growing stage and in the scaling stage? Well, or uh, yeah, sorry. They're, they're yeah. great questions. Um, I, I think the most important thing, and I, and I think it actually applies to, to both, and, and you can tweak me if you want to d- redirect me. Um, I think the most significant thing is hiring support earlier than you think you need it. Okay. Most entrepreneurs, uh, and I know it's a juggling trick about income and staff and all those sorts of things, but the truth of the matter is we can't grow without support. And so long as we are the, the, the chef, the cook, and the bottle washer, um, we will hit our head on the ceiling very, very quickly. And there's lots of ways to get support from, you know, it's easier today than it ever has been in terms of the world is flat. We, we can jump on the internet. You, <laughs> and I can, you know, like, like there's a lot of ways. My executive assistant's in Mexico City. You know, so there's, there's a whole variety of ways in which we can build. But the honest goodness truth is, you need support before you think you need it. And to grow quickly, you've got to figure out routes for support in one, some way, shape, or form. Now, one of which is administrivia and all the things that, that pull us sideways. The other support is in thinking beyond what we think. And this is where we've got to hire people who have been there, done that, understand yes. it, can, can light a path. And, you know, I saw a meme the other day, which I thought was kind of funny. It's like, are you spending more on coffee than you are on coaching and guidance for your business? And, and if you are, there's probably a problem. So, you know, I, I absolutely, without a doubt, get yourself out of the things that are not revenue generating activities mm-hmm. and get support for people that have a bigger context, a bigger uh, experience and a, a broader way of looking at things. So if you're like a, I'd consider myself a novice, uh, you would get somebody who's been in, been in business for five years, take you into their wing. If, if, yeah. So for aspiring entrepreneurs, best advice. Join a mastermind if you can to broaden that network of support, hire a specific coach who has done what you want to do. Not just, not just been in business five years, who has done what you want to do. So as we're moving into the SaaS world, I'm not going to go and, you know, my, my next coach is not going to be somebody in the intellectual property business or the book writing business or the bestseller business. That is not what I'm interested in. Somebody who has built and exited multiple SaaS companies. Yeah. So, so not, not joining a joint partnership with somebody with the experience that you don't want to have. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And so investing in the right people to help you get from A to B. Hell yes. And, okay. and, and it needs to be something that probably consumes a day of your week. 
And if it's not consuming a day of your week, I would suggest that you're probably still stuck too much in administration, still too much in shit that could be passed along. Okay. Yeah, well, that, that answers the question for sure. Uh, what about for somebody who's scaling a business? Um, what advice could you give? Well, I mean, at, at scale, and different people have different definitions of scale. So let, let me ask you, just what, what do you mean by scale? Just so we're talking about the same thing. Uh, what do I mean? I, yeah, I don't really have a definition, but somebody okay. who ha, has an established business that wants to expand locations or um, okay. go international, or I guess everybody's international now, but... Whether they want to or not. Yeah. So, so, so here's sort of my definition about that, just so we're on the same page talking about it. So to grow a business could mean... Um, to grow a business could mean I, I open a second location or I go international and that sort of thing. Scaling a business to me is where we are growing the business, please hear, without the traditional proportional inputs, okay? So if I'm just building another uh, location, I'm using the same proportional inputs, I'm just probably growing my business. Scaling a business would rely on systems, would rely on some form of technology, would rely on something that is going to transcend or leap above the traditional one input of uh, business uh, uh, one one input of business to generate three outputs of clients. Okay, let's just imagine okay. that was it. So if to scale, we want to change that. And maybe it is one input of business creates four outputs of clients or six outputs of clients or nine outputs of clients or, or some version thereof. Does that yep. make sense? Yeah, that makes so, sense. So, so to me, when we're scaling, we're looking at some form of a technological leap forward. We're mm-hmm. looking at some systems process that changes uh, the output in some marvelous and, and fantastic way. So to me, and, and just to be clear about this, the SaaS platform that we're working on is that. So the relationship building process currently takes a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. So it, it might be you know, three inputs of time that builds one relationship. Really, what we're trying to do with the software platform is we're trying to put that down to a half the input of time builds 10 relationships. Yep. So doing it in the, doing it in the most efficient way, doing it in the most efficient way, looking for other routes. So I'll give you just one other quick example of a dear friend of mine who uh, he is a he built a, a multinational company that builds trusses, which are you know the wood platforms that hold roofs up. Yeah. So uh, so they and, and the truss industry was traditionally an unbelievably manual process. Big table. Um, let me just I see something popping up on my screen here. If you can just bear with me a second. Your head got covered. Um, the, uh, big manual table. A bunch of people put the cut the wood, put it in place, put the little things in. A big roller comes along. They pick it up and away it goes. And uh, one of the things he did very early on was he invested in some of the most expensive technology that automatically cut, automatically placed, and automatically rolled. And uh, and he built one of the largest multinational companies and sold out for hundreds of millions of dollars because he scaled the production process in a way that most people in that industry were unwilling to do. So short version is this. If you're trying to scale, the question becomes, how do I either maintain my inputs and grow my outputs mm-hmm. or even cut my inputs and grow my outputs? And in every single industry, that is going to be a different route. 
But it is one of the reasons why SaaS, the, the, the mm-hmm. software world, is growing like mad and is getting multiples that are absolutely crazy because people can understand how that scaling works. There's a good distribution method and the people end up getting married to the platform. Um, yep. So look in your world, how is that possible? And by the way, not every business can. Not every business can. I can remember Lewis Howes talks about starting a business that's digital, automated, um, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. That, that's probably mm-hmm. the best business to grow so or, or to build. So, um, yeah. And you just spoke about it saving you time and money. But I, I guess you have to be at a certain stage to decide to scale and whether it's worth it or not. Uh, well, I... I don't know if you have to be at a certain stage. You know, like I think that what what you just described about Lewis, I think, is really intelligent and smart. Which is, you can choose the, the very business that you choose to go into can determine its scalability, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if I'm going to go into a um, restaurant, for example, if I'm going to go into a restaurant, it's like I am making a decision to go into a capital and labor intensive business mm-hmm. that is generally regionally or locally hosted. That's a difficult thing to scale. That's a difficult, difficult thing to scale. Or I could choose to get into some form of software, some form of of education, some form of something that's easily distributed. Yeah. That doesn't take much time. So so yes, there are stages because you have to have some capital, you have to have some intellectual, intellectual capacity, you have to have some sort of a team, you have to have those sorts of things. But I think the decision is probably predicated by what type of industry you choose to get into in the first place. Yes. So so if you, let's just try and get off this subject a little bit. Um, if, you, um, if you were starting out and you were considering scaling your business and going into joint venture partnerships, what would be like the first step that you would focus on? Is it building relationships with people? Is it? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Now, the challenging part that, just to be perfectly clear about this, relationships are the key to all of this. There's no question about that. Um, you know, And we have this belief, uh, uh, joint venture is a game of I'll go first, which basically says, look, go build a relationship and be relevant and do good work for other good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can be strategic about doing that in the context of the, the business that you want to build, that now we're starting to get pretty smart about it, right? Mm-hmm. So relationships are relationships. Build them, take care of them, track them, do all the marvelous things about them. Um, but if you know the industry you're building, if you know the digital product uh, that you're building, if you know the software that you're building, there's some strategy there that you can really leverage in a big way. So a lot of people, a lot of my experts have been saying, build relationship, build a network. So yeah, thanks for. Um, you know, confirming that, that that's one of the most important aspects of it. Yeah, revenue is well, important. Revenue is important too. <laughs> yes. Well, well, one begets the other, and 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 we often refer to like for entrepreneurs, one of the most important decisions you will ever make in your business is what is the joint venture community that you're going to be a part of, because what that becomes is what I call your entrepreneurial safety network. And, and people don't think of it in that manner. It's like, oh, it's just a relationship network. So no, no, no. It's an entrepreneurial safety network. It's Because when you're an entrepreneur, you're, you are up on the trapeze, my friends. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're hanging on that trapeze by a goddamn thread. 
And if you do not have an entrepreneurial safety network that you can pick up and say, hey, such and such went a little bit awry. Could you help me out? Hey, such and such went out. Or, hey, I know you're doing this. Can I help? That mm-hmm. entrepreneurial safety network is the difference between me, who's had, you know, frankly, one business for like over 35 years and a bunch of others along the way. And a lot of people who enter and leave, enter and leave, enter and leave. And this is the, the failure rate of entrepreneurship is actually increasing. More people fail faster than 10 years ago. And I think a lot of that has to do with the marketing. And it's like, anybody can do it. You're one of away. All those sorts of things. We've got a bunch <laughs> of people who are um, shitty employees and even worse entrepreneurs, um, you know, trying to get into the fray. So yes, that, that decision. And, and it's one of the reasons why we always say it's like, come to JVology, join a community that will have your back and, and all of those pieces. Anyway, sorry, you, 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 yeah. you got, you got me activated. on No, that that, no that's fine. You don't just, you don't just need relationships. You need relationships that matter, that understand. Anyway, yes. carry on. So, <laughs> so, so for somebody, I guess, if somebody out there wanted to grow a business, but didn't know how to, then you would give them the support that they needed and the, and the people in the community to find relationships and then build something meaningful. Yes. I, I, without a doubt. I mean, our, just to be clear about this, our community is more aimed at people who have a business and are trying to grow it and scale it. than mm-hmm. what should I do for business? That, that's not really our yes. spot. Okay. Yes. That's, yeah. you know, we, um, there's lots of other folks that, that can do that. We certainly help people who it's like, I've got this idea. How do I nurture it? Yes, we do that. We've got a program called the, uh, the business basics breakthrough that is for that, that particular process. Um, but, uh, but no, we're, we're not like a, incubator to find your idea yes thing. yeah that, that's that, that's totally fine that's great uh, so I, I know uh, i did say half an hour for this interview but i really enjoyed it so i'm glad it did go on for a little bit further so um could, i'll ask you this random question kind of okay if, if, if money and time were no object uh what would you do with um your time <laughs> if time <laughs> what would you do well, uh, number one, I like the question, and and I guess I'm I'm pretty fortunate um, in that I pretty much do what I want, um, and and I've been at this for a long while. Um, I think if I were to make some adjustments, mm-hmm. I would spend more time with family. You know, like for example, years ago um, we would take all of summer off, so take two full months off and go and have adventures and those sorts of things. Mm, um, with COVID and those sorts of things, that's a little bit difficult. And and I've let my business creep into my summers a, a little bit, so there's that. Um, I think I'd spend a little more time restoring cars. So just you know, restoring three cars at one time isn't quite enough. Maybe we <laughs> add four or five. I, I don't. I'm being somewhat facetious there. Um, but really for me, as I get a little older and those sorts of things, um, I would, I would spend more time with family and I would try to create more adventures, um, and travel to see more of the world with my boys and with my dear wife. And, you know, that is something that a couple of years ago we were like, look, let's just go live two months of the year, wherever you guys want. Um, and so we were having this big family debate about that. And, and, you know, so the, the thought was like two months in Egypt, two months in London, uh, two months in uh, New York, you know, just to see and feel and experience the world. And, 
And we were just sort of having that conversation. And the boys, by the way, were like, no, I don't want to leave my friends. I don't, I, there's no hockey in Egypt. <laughs> and, and, and I'm this farm kid that was like, I was excited if I got to travel 60 miles and go to a town of 10,000 people. I thought I just won the lottery. So that, that doesn't quite compute for me, but I guess the boys are pretty happy. That said, we were just sort of getting the wheels on the bus of, of, of a variation of that. And COVID came. So, um, so we'll, we'll have to see how all of that shakes down. So the short version to, to that question is spend Fine, more time yes. with family, uh, see more of the world, um, restore more old crazy cars and, and have a little fun in that domain. Uh, and, and before you go, I forgot to ask, how can people get in contact with you? What kind of promotions have you got on the moment? I'm going to give you f- five minutes or so to do that. The floor is yours. Okay, awesome. Well, if joint ventures are appealing to you, and honest to goodness, they should be. I mean, if you are an entrepreneur and you're trying to grow and scale, this is this is the fastest, most direct route um, at the least cost. So to test that out, we have an event that we run four or five times a year. It is called JVology Live. The website is jvologylive.com. And you should go there and see about when our next event is. And by the way, we deliver them live, interactive, online. So it doesn't matter where you are. We have, uh, we have customers and, and community members from all over the world. And really what transpires is this. is You learn how to redesign your business to utilize joint ventures. You will personally meet about 150 joint venture partners partners who are looking for partners just like you. And you will learn how to craft a joint venture invitation that you will deliver over and over and over again throughout the entire process so that literally you'll do that JV invitation probably over a hundred times so that you get it. People understand it. You will get real live feedback. And the beautiful part is you will leave with partners. You're practicing, but people go, it's like, hey, I need that. My community, we are totally in stream. Let's do something. So you'll leave with podcast bookings, mail swaps, uh, webinar campaigns, like you will leave uh, with greater action than you can possibly imagine. These are three days that are some of your highest leverage activities of your entire year. And, you know, just in terms of, I told you the conversation earlier about somebody with with the, uh, you talk more about this. It's like, so if you think you're not ready, then that is why you must come. You've got to get the relationships built ahead of your book being done, your digital program being done, your live event being done, all those sort of things. The relationships have to come first. And if you think you're going to do what everyone else says, which is, I'm going to finish my book and go, ta-da, be my JD partner, the whole world goes, I don't know who you are and I don't care. So you've got to put the relationships in place first, which means you should get your ass to that event as quickly as you possibly can. And then you will see how to recreate your business in that manner. Now, I have a gift as well. And the gift is what we call Escape the Marginal Success Trap. And um, Escape the Marginal Success Trap is a model by which you can evaluate your business, your stage of business, and what you need to truly create the freedom to do what you want to do in your life. And here's the truth of the matter. Most businesses operate well enough that they shouldn't be left or killed, meaning that I have clients, I have receivables, I have people who want to work with me, I have all those sorts of things, but I don't quite have enough money that I get to take the entire summer off. I don't have quite enough money that I get to restore the car that I want. I don't have quite enough money to send my kids to the school that I want to. I don't have quite enough money to live in the house that I want to. I don't have quite enough money to pay for healthcare for those of my friends in the United States, all of those things. So here's the truth. The Escape the Marginal Success Trap, and and, uh, Chris will put the link uh, below. That is a mini training. That mini training is frankly exceptional. And it'll have you think about your business in a different manner than you ever have before. And um, if you want to check out those two things, the best way that I can, number one, 
serve and support you to grow your business. And number two, uh, invite you to our community and meet the hundreds of stunningly exceptional and brilliant people who are a member of JVology. I'm sure you have lots more questions for Jay and you can ask him yourself at his event called JVology Live, which is on the 1st to the 3rd of December. All the links will be in the bio. And if you want to ask him any other questions or you want to ask any of our experts any other questions, you can do that by finding us on Facebook in our community, Networking for Entrepreneurs and Experts. You'll find the experts from Season 1 and Season 2 and beyond in there. Plus, you'll also get an opportunity to ask any of us questions about our business, the podcast, or anything is it's your it's your community to explore engage l- learn and even teach so for now i hope you enjoy this episode and i'll see you next week so you might be thinking why is AppSumo giving away 250 dollars bonuses for listing a product it's because we want to open the doors of entrepreneurship to everyone right now we're doing that by giving away 1 million dollars from our black friday marketing budget to digital creators so if you list a product on AppSumo between now and november 17th you'll get a 250 dollars listing bonus for each product you list and everyone who lists also gets entered to be one of 10 lucky winners of ten thousand dollars in cash Check out how you can list your product at AppSumo.com slash BFF.